You're with Cape Talk. It wasn't a surprise. Uh, Cyril Ramaphosa told us now almost four weeks ago in the State of the Nation address that he was going to appoint a Minister of Electricity. That had been floated as an idea before the State of the Nation address. And then it took him close to four weeks to announce who that individual was going to be. But there were plenty of leaks from within government. And so when the name of Dr. Khosi Ensu Ramaphosa was announced last night, everybody who pays any attention to these things will have gone, OK, as expected. It might be expected, but how optimistic is it? He is um, a civil engineer. He is one of the more academically qualified people in the cabinet. He has a PhD, and he has been working at Sol Ramaphosa's right hand for for roughly four years now. We're joined by Lungile Mashele, who is an independent energy economist. Lungile, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, and thank you for having me. How optimistic are you that the promises which are being made that the load shedding situation will be fixed and fixed quickly will be delivered on? So I'm certainly not going with what most um, government people have said. Uh, Politicians have said anything between 6 to 12 months. I don't know how that would be achieved. And I understand where they're getting this from because elections are assumed to be next year, May. But I'm rather going for the 24 months that we will see some effective change, rather. And you don't think that the post and the person in it can advance that timetable, even if it's not by a year, can advance that timetable by perhaps four to six months? Definitely not. Um, This is not about the individual at the helm, but this is more speaking to ESCOM's technical and operational um, requirements. You've got the funds that are due to ESCOM through the NERSA tariff, as well as through the government debt relief program. You also have issues where ESCOM had to have ordered long lead items 18 months ago already. If they're only going to be ordering them in the next month or two, that already pushes out their timeline to late 2024, early 2025. Uh, So just on the procurement alone and the money that needs to flow in, it would not make sense for anything to change in the next 18 months, really. That's quite depressing, Lungile. Um, I, I, look, I wasn't hugely optimistic, it must be said, but I, I do kind of hold out a faint hope that somebody who studies the sector as closely as you do might see something more positive than I as a citizen bystander can see. So I think for me, the only thing that gives comfort is that Dr. Ramahopa has hit the ground running, you know, if I may. Um, He said that his very first point of call is to speak to National Treasury and make sure that ESCOM has the required money, please, for diesel. Okay, so that, uh, yeah, those two stages that um, using the open cycle gas turbines open cycle gas turbines can save us from, we might be getting that money uh, available fairly soon then. Absolutely. So that's his first point, point, point of call. Then secondly, he speaks about within the next 7 to 14 days, he needs 
to speak to the president and see under section 97 of the constitution what powers is he going to get from DMRE and DPE and you know again this is a depressing aspect to it because these powers did not need a minister of electricity they certainly do not need a state of disaster but it speaks rather to a failure of these two ministries in running ISCOM efficiently and so as a result they then brought in uh, Dr. Ramakhoba who's been seen as an agent of transformation and someone who's going to push all these issues through. So, you know, again, nothing is new. They just needed someone to do the groundwork because the other two ministries were unable. Yeah, I mean, um, one of uh, the people who've, who've written about the, the appointment um, suggests that Dr. Ramakhopa is yet to deliver a public infrastructure project from the project pipeline, which he has been in charge of within the presidency for four years. And, you know, perhaps that speaks less to whatever abilities he might or might not have, but speaks more to the enormous inertia which characterizes government. Absolutely. And, you know, I was going to say that he has worked on some through the through Infrastructure South Africa on some very large mega projects for this country, one of them being a CSP project in the Northern Cape. But again, when he came in, there were significant constraints on that project and ESCOM was dilly-dallying on actually signing the power purchase agreement and through his intervention actually fast-tracked. Yes, it is not commercially available. It, has, it, it is not operational yet, purely because these things do take time to construct. But I'm sure that that particular project by 2024 will be online. Um, So there are things that they have done. And I think he, of all people, understands the red tape that comes with mega infrastructure projects in this country. And uh, what's your view, Lungile, on the possibility for turf wars? Uh, The Minister of Minerals and Energy, Guido Mantashe, was saying at the opening of um, an energy conference in Cape Town earlier today that there are going to be no turf wars, there's going to be no treading on somebody else's uh, territory, there's simply going to be coordination and everybody's going to be sticking to their lane and doing what they need to do. Again, I find that quite hard to take seriously. Uh, What about you? (laughs) So do I. Um, I think one of the key things would be the Section 97 and what exactly they intend to take out of DPE and DMRE to give to the Minister of Electricity. Because if you look at energy planning, that is a very key focus of how you're going to change the situation and end load shedding in this country. That currently sits under DMRE. I don't see them giving that up very, very easily. Um, if you look at what the President said, that the political elements related to ESCOM will be transferred to this new ministry. I do not think that DPE is going to give up political power over ESCOM. Um, So even though, you know, we all hope that, that it will be amicable, but let's not forget how we found ourselves in this position, that we needed a minister of electricity because the other ministries, those two ministries, were not able to coordinate for the better of ESCOM and for the better of the country. I've I've raised this with other people um, that I've spoken to about this, and and there is um, there is a suspicion amongst many of our listeners, and I find it hard to dismiss completely out of hand. But what do you think the risk is that in order to show that they are making progress, 
They keep the lights on in the run-up to the general election in such a way that it increases the risk of um, an even greater catastrophe than we're going through at the moment. So I think, you know, it's tough to say, but what I will tell you is that the grid is under severe constraint at the moment, that they cannot lie to us anymore. So I think for a number of years, it was about keeping the lights on. It was about burning as much diesel as you could possibly do. But the coal fleet is starting to speak, but not, well, not even starting to speak. It's been speaking and speaking very, very loudly. The fact that we only got retrieves on Christmas Day and on Boxing Day, the last six months we've been load shedding consistently every single day speaks volumes that ESCOM do not have any gap or any space not to load shed us, unfortunately. If you look at ESCOM's load profile, after coal, load shedding is the next available tool that they have on their hands. Thank you very much. Fascinating to listen to you. Lungile Mashele, Independent Energy Economist.